Hello and welcome to Hmm Interesting Choice on the Hat and Dog Network. Each month, your intrepid hosts Martin and John review weird, terrible or just plain interesting albums. Featuring special guest comedians, musicians and civilians, this podcast dissects and inspects a whole bunch of curious production choices. These discussions are presented here without comment. Bar one. Hmm. Interesting choice. Today's episode is our season finale, and it is two days late. A thousand apologies. But there is quite a lot of backstory with this episode. Originally, it was going to be Brendan Burns on it doing long killings. Unfortunately, due to injury, Brendan couldn't make it. Luckily for us, he tagged in his wrestling partner, Colt Cabana, who chose a different album. Therefore, today's episode is Terry Funk, Great Texan. Great Texan or Greatest Texan? Well, let's find out. Yeah, it's usually people request their own, the albums they want to do on the show, right? Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Terry Funk, a legend in the world of professional wrestling, has probably been wrestling like 45 years now. He's in his 60s. Uh, I just had him on my own podcast, The Art of Wrestling. Please uh, go ahead and listen to that. And in it, I bring up this album. I say, oh, right. I say to him, I go, not only do I own this album, Terry, but it's on my wall in my <laughs> house because when I toured Japan, I know we'll get into it, but I toured yeah. Japan. This album was made in Japan and is only available in Japan. That's Indeed. starting to make a lot of this a lot more sense to me. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of questions. A lot of them have just been cleared up. I by just that wondered sense. a bunch of them. Yeah. Yes. This, so I bought this album in a Japanese wrestling memorabilia shop and i brought it back to the states with me and now i have it and i brought it up to terry and he was so embarrassed by it <laughs> he's so embarrassed by it and we can get into that later but essentially that's kind of the the yeah. quick backstory I, i'd say that's that's the correct way he should be feeling right about it. i don't know what you're feeling with the album as <clears throat> if it's one of your favorite albums of all time <laughs> or did you, did you perhaps have any aspirations to be a singer slash wrestler? Oh, I think it's like it's part of the wrestling, the professional wrestling culture is that if you're a wrestler, uh, you better eventually one day uh, put yourself out with an album. Like that's kind of like it's a it's a christening of the job. It's a way of life. Like if so, once ra- you, ran, Macho Man Randy Savage, of course, somebody who made an album, a rap album. Yeah, be a man. It's called be a man. Indeed. And uh, I used to sell them at wrestling shows for two dollars a piece burned copies of a cd uh, and then i would photo photocopy the uh, album cover at my work for free and uh, it was essentially a one dollar and ninety cent profit each time so <laughs> let's take a talk a little bit about this album like this this album has two writers on it two songwriters the first one is icha nakahira you really did some homework on this of one of course huh? of course i okay. always do my homework and Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, yeah. half of it. That's the. I think that's the big writing. That says a it. lot, yeah. So I do have a bit of a backstory on the podcast you hear that I did with Terry Funk mm. is um, Terry Funk, they offered him this deal. They offered him, uh, he was in Japan. He's a huge star in all Japan professional wrestling. And they're like, let's capitalize. Yeah. Let's capitalize on this. There's a lot of people who love you who are willing to pay for uh, anything that you do. So they said, here's a, a shitload of money. Let's make an album. And so he delegated some of that money mm. to the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, who in the wrestling world is known as the guy who kind of made up a lot of the WWF theme songs back mm. in the day. 
the Rougeau brothers, the All American Boys, uh, and there's a list of list that goes on of, of the songs. That I'm the Mountie, which is a famous one, of course. Yeah, and um, so yeah, he gave him some cash and was like, Jimmy, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> Just write some songs, and I'll do whatever. You'd think in that pile of money, he might have spent a little bit on singing lessons. Yeah, Because absolutely. he comes off like a dispassionate Hank Hill throughout this album. He's very earnest, though. He's like an earnest yeah. schoolboy. If we hear some of the clips, that's the way he comes across. But yeah, like a kind of lazy, tired mm. way that he sings. There's a lot of earnest ballads, though. Mm. Yeah. Well, he said, see, it's kind of cool that I, 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 I hope it's cool that I have a lot of backstory to this. Yeah. Because yeah. he was just like, he knew he couldn't sing. So he's just like, I'll just talk with some uh, with some soul, you know. And he goes into it. He, he goes for it occasionally, and right. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what he was getting into, and it was just like, I'm gonna get through this. It's kind of like when the American, like uh, I think Clooney did a bunch of Japanese commercials back yeah, in the day, yeah. and they're just like, no one's ever gonna see this. <laughs> YouTube is not ever gonna be a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like this will be stashed away in Japan forever. This will be your secret Eastern shame. <laughs> yeah, and then now you know, years later. It comes forward and it's a thing. I do have a quote from Terry Funk's book here where he says, Jimmy Hart wrote the songs for me because I was too cheap to pay for the rights of songs that people had heard of. And of course, all the songs had one thing in common they all sucked. <laughs> Well, if you listen, and we will, a lot of them have really have nothing to do with wrestling, mm. and I'm going to say are just songs that Jimmy Hart had in his back catalog yeah, that yeah. he was just like, here, oh. Terry, I wrote this specifically <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for you. We hate school. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Dad. Well, let's start the first song, because I, I saw the cover of this, and I was thinking, like, he's dressed like a sort of country and western guy. Mm. Like, I think it's going to be something like that, and it comes out with this... That's the first song. This is great. This is Texan. great Texan. This blows my mind. I'm expecting like why wow, he is. He's from Texas. He he's is making from Texas. Texas great again. But I'm expecting what this music to sound like is to be some country, country, like Memphis country. Like, yeah, yeah. Ah. Or Johnny Cash or something. Right. No. Tex Max. <laughs> this is a bit of Tex Max. <laughs> he's yeah. He's known from the Double Cross Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. That's where his home is. And this is. This is I love this. Song. It's yeah, it's it's campy, but like if yeah. you know what you're getting yourself into, I love it. It's I, the, big, there's horns though. There's something yeah. about wrestlers and like big horns. It's like they all want to be in the Blues Brothers or something. <laughs> the um, this is one of the songs that was wrote by Ija Nakahira. So I was kind of expecting all my expectations were flipped around. I was thinking like oh. This one's going to be a lot of Jimmy Hart's kind of style, mm. but this is just so unexpected for me. Well, see, that kind of sounds. You know, I've done a lot of touring over in Japan, and that kind of sounds like that, like a little bit of the J-pop. Like mm, yeah, it's kind yeah. of big and Pretty flashy, quick. and hey, yeah. hey. There was another wrestler named Bob Sapp, and he had a song that they obviously wrote for him. If you go on YouTube and look up Sap Time, it's one of the. Um, most amazing things and like they and this it, obviously it's written by the Japanese and they're like doing this whole song and dance and Bob Sapp is this six foot four African-American dude just 300 pounds jacked to the gills and he's got like a, a shiny top hat and he's doing a song and dance <laughs> and uh, you could tell it was like the Japanese trying to write an American song almost yeah. yeah so that kind of so this one kind of made sense that he would be the main writer on that one just gonna play a little sample of the first real vocals that from Terry, Terry. Makes, yeah on yeah. this song 
Just a sharp turn there. So happy, happy, happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. (laughs) That's the level of it throughout the album. Like he's just simply not singing. The lyrics on this album. Speak singing. Yeah, there are some crazy lyrics on this album, though. Like. We've all heard the compliment legs for days. Mm. Has that crossed the pond to America? Have you that, heard that? Did he say that in that one? No, but he did come up with muscles in his thighs for days. And he also said he has hard tendons in his legs. Yeah, I think, and that's just a Japanese. It's a bit of a Japanese translation. Just being thing. like, yeah. what's, what do I know about Americans? They, yeah. They're tough. They're muscly. They have are they have muscles. They have arms. They have legs. They have ten. Basically, he was just like, uh, I know nothing about wrestling. I've been paid a shitload of money to make some kind of song here, mm-hmm. and uh, wrestlers uh, or people, American people, hands, feet, arms, legs. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's what they're going. Stomach's they're hard as a rock. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Americans. Indeed, cowboys. Cowboys. Can we listen to the sample at two minutes fifty eight? Because I don't know if you caught this, but there's a Michael Caine impression. That just comes in out of nowhere. Two minutes 58, did you say? Yeah, a guy comes in and basically says, Hey, Terry, where the bloody hell have you been? Hey, Terry, where you been? We miss you so much. We want to see you again in the lane of the fighting machine. I feel like that's a Japanese man doing an impression of Michael Caine. Yeah, I, I thought that was Sylvester Stallone, I'll be honest. Uh, and <laughs> Actually, it might have called. been because Terry Funk was in Par- Paradise Alley and Over the Top and is Sylvester Stallone's friend. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that was Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Oh, but I'm, I'm saying, saying it's 100%. <laughs> hey, Stallone. Terry, but you're like, only supposed to blow the bloody doors off, Terry. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next song, Ben. Um, Touch Your Hearts. Also known as Sainara Boku Inari. Now, earlier I was now, saying you I was didn't know very this was confused. <laughs> this, this, this was a song that confused me. I was Googling who Boku Lenai was. I was just very confused why he was uh, singing so earnestly about some uh, Japanese thing. There's oh, a very like, oriental sentence I think that's a phrase, right? Start. I think Sa- it's a Sa- translation a of the title, um, Touch Your Heart. Or like goodbye your heart or something. Sure, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I just had zero idea about the whole Japanese connection, though. So <laughs> you can imagine why I'm so confused. I've just, I've just blown open. Uh, yeah, I've I've, I've Boku anai your Boku anai your heart here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'm I'm not a fan of this song though. Like the first one, I'm so much energy. This one just has like it's kind of like a j- slow jazz dirge. He sounds like a drunk uncle at a karaoke. Like, that's the, the level he's bringing it on this episode. He's so sad and lonely, you can feel that sadness on him. Well, the Japanese love karaoke. This so. is true. Can you by, skip by stereotype. By yeah, stereotype. yeah. Well, we'll, You're a racist fan. Oh, I'm a racist. But we'll get into that with the Rapungi song, so. <laughs> oh, we'll come back to Rapungi. But I want to move on to the next song, because I don't have much to talk about. This right, song. If you hate it, you hate it. We I move on. It. I've got so much more to talk about on We Like to Rock. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) We Like to Rock. Holy shit. Let me just play the start of this because every couple of songs, I'm just like, whoa, being out of left field, not expecting it. Cruising the streets. Looking for some action. He's looking for some action. My radio is blasting. On my rock and roll station. 
40 years old. Juvenile delinquents. Right, this is case in point. Jimmy Hart had this in his bag. Oh, 100%. This was rolled for like a teen bopper or something. It just never got there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a a, a young wrestler, but there are none. All wrestlers are grown men. (laughs) All wrestlers are 100% grown men. Yeah. There's never been like a Justin Bieber of wrestling. Yeah, I was trying to think of a Bieber example, and there is none. (laughs) I guess they're trying to appeal to kids, though, as well, because that's a demographic of the audience. Hey, you know us kids. We like to smoke cigarettes (laughs) and drink Buckfast. American cigarettes. American, very important distinction. Yeah, this is just like, yeah, we're school kids and we hate homework. There's lots of of songs on the album that are like that. This is musically, again, I'm on boards with this. Musically, Musically the second one's a bit of a dirge, but I like the first one. I like the third song. It would have been so easy to just be like, go into the ring. Yeah, gonna know, right? beat some Japanese motherfucking ass, <laughs> tear them all apart. And then what would the chorus be like? I'm a fucking badass. I'm 40 years old. Yeah. I'll never <laughs> surrender. And that's the story that I told. There we go. There we go. We've, we just we've did it. Already yeah. wrote a bear we've already song. We just did it. Vastly yeah. improved it. I think they had the first. They had the beat right. They just uh, mm, yeah. And then no one, but no one was like. Terry wasn't like, nope, nope. Hold on, I'll rewrite this in 10 seconds. He was that, literally just like, yeah, whatever. I don't all, give a fuck. That's all what they I love about do, this album. They just had to make one pass of the lyrics. That's all they had to do. One pass. I love the fact they didn't do that. I love how little he's putting into this. When he's, when he's in it, he's in it, but he's not caring about it at all. And I kind of love that. Mm. This is like a B movie, this album. Like, it's happening. Like, let's not worry about it. Is that Jerry Seinfeld's B movie? It's, yes. Uh, yeah. This is exactly like Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Little because, wrestler bees. Mm. No, no, no. There's no wrestling in this album. No wrestling in B movie. Oh. Therefore, <laughs> it's the exact same. Yeah, there's, very there's school kids. There are school kids. School bees. Bees. On to the next song. <laughs> All right. Uh, Change Your Mind. Again, this is another Ichai Nik- Nakahira song. Yeah, we don't get into Jimmy Hart ballad. until later. Um, yeah, this one's kind of boring. Uh, we can play a little bit at the start of it. But I think the start of this sounds like the Pokemon theme tune. Yeah, this is fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, this one, what's this guy's name? Shikahira? Ija Mikahira. Uh, Mikahira, this is fine. Yeah, I'll, what do you want me to say? Have you got my yen? Stay it. Yeah. He's just like, he's giving it my. All right, stay in my heart. <laughs> with all of my. I'm gonna beat you with all of my might. That's the only time that he even approaches wrestling in this album. He's talking about his mates. Yeah. <laughs> I'll literally time. say anything right now. <laughs> he's got a great voice to mimic, though. You have to, like, it's yeah, easy yeah, yeah. as a comedian, you know, you have to appreciate, like, everyone in wrestling has a Terry Funk impression. Oh, really? So, imagine... That was a pretty good one, I yeah. have to say. Oh, well, thank you very much. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel uh, like... I've uh, dedicated this song <laughs> to all my little Japanese girl fans that I have out there. Stay in school and be a juvenile delinquent. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of... The way to get into that is like middle ground between Kermit and Hank Hill. Like, oh well, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that on my yen. 
Mm-hmm. Although that's probably more Scottish. I think, uh, yeah, you just think us Americans all sound the same, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm racist. I think oh, we've perfect. established yeah. this. Oh, is, it ra- is it racism or is it countryism? Just e- ignorance. 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 Yeah. idiocy. I'm going to call it idiocy for now. Wonderful. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next song. Sure. I don't have enough, but I've got a lot to talk about. Barbara Streisand's yeah. nose. So when I, uh, you know, I'm rooming with Chris Gethard up here at the Fringe, and when he had <laughs> never heard of this, this was the first, when he had never heard of this album, or the fact that Terry Funk had put out an album in 1984 in Tokyo, Japan, this was the first one I played for him. To of be course. like, do you want to see a crazy thing that you <laughs> should know about, but you don't? Here, this song. This is beat for beat, just beat it. Yeah, right. Th- that song is just beat it. Yeah, let's let's hear that intro. It's just beat it? Beat it. The, the, Michael, the Michael Jackson, Jackson song. Jackson. Oh, okay. That sounds like a guitarist trying to play beat it. Mm. Now that is just the monster mash he's saying. <laughs> That's literally just the monster mash. <laughs> I thought it was more like, you know, like she the raven, Edgar Allan Poe. It's like he's, you know, rapping his door mm. and then he goes to the window and it's like the raven. Yeah. <laughs> Quote the Streisand, nevermore. <laughs> I went to the window and it was her big nose. But the story behind this is horrifying. What do you got? The lyrics are... Well, okay, actually, there's a story behind it. That is a Jimmy Hart song. And it was originally a Jimmy Hart song called Lance Russell's Nose, wrestling commentator. Which is a wrestling commentator, yeah. But the music sounds completely different. The lyrics are almost all the same. So, But he's talking about a woman. Oh, but he's talking about women with Lance Russell's nose. Ah, Which has the same idea. So clearly... It's an even bigger insult. Yeah, the only thing Terry Funk has approached us with is I want it to sound a lot more like Beat It and I also want Barbara Streisand's nose in there. Keep the rest. Oh man, they achieved on that front because it has both of those things. But <laughs> in spades. Yeah, I assume it's just like um, he's just like they're not going to know any of these words. Like they'll understand <laughs> yeah. Barbara Streisand. That's all he's like that's the title. That's all they'll really comprehend. So let's throw that in there. I know you want to change all of the other words about all the other things, but they're not gonna understand, so who gives a fuck? They're not even gonna hear the word nose. They don't know what that means. Yeah. They're just hearing Barbara yeah. Streisand. It's like, oh, the movie star. Right. Maybe it'll sell some more uh more tickets or yeah. more uh LPs. Yeah. Yeah. More right. than more than Lance Russell, who I assume doesn't have a massive Japanese fan base. I don't think he does. But the story and the lyrics here are like uh, a woman finds Terry Funk's name wrote on a bathroom bathroom wall and then goes to his house. That's right. Wanting to have sex with him. Mm. So was his address wrote on the wall? Theoretically. Or she saw the name and she just then saw the name as, the address. He knows where, she knows where Terry Funk lives. And then he's 100% down for having sex with this random woman until he notices her nose. Now, she, she is like a Frankensteinian invention <laughs> She's got Barbara Streisand's nose, Liberace's smile, which, as he says, that drives the men wild. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Liberace's smile drives the men wild? John Liberace was gay. Oh. Oh. Is this news to you? (laughs) What? Liberace? Gay gay man. 
Yeah. I had sex with a lot of gay other gay men. Famously gay man Liberace. Wow. You might know him from Res- you might know him from WrestleMania one. <laughs> oh, oh, which why is honestly the see? only reason that I know who Liberace <laughs> is. <laughs> Or possibly only the reason anybody into wrestling knows Liberace. Right, so they'll be able to relate. But also as Brooke Shields' hair, Bo Derek's hips, Mick Jagger's lips, Farrah Fawcett's eyes. Now this is interesting because on Jimmy Hart's original one, Lance Russell's uh, nose, that line is Michael Jackson's eyes. Mm. So he's changed it to take out Michael Jackson. Clearly, because he's rapping off beat it. Right. Yeah, it's called Michael Jackson's song. Michael Jackson's song. But also, what are we mix? Is he is he gay? Is he straight? Is he what's know, going right? on here? Why is Michael Jackson's eyes a good thing? And Mick Jagger's <laughs> lips. Mick Jagger's lips. Like, only, the only female thing on that face is the nose. Is, yeah. Yeah, because and like just as the very last one, Herschel Walker's thighs. <laughs> Herschel Walker is an American footballer. Yeah. yeah. With like giant muscle thighs, yeah, muscly thighs. I don't. Well, this is like a Frankensteinian creation. Yeah, it's supposed to be sexy, except for the nose. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And that, like, I listen. I'm a heterosexual man, so even the hottest pair of lips, even yeah. if they're dude lips, like for the most part, is it, I'm not in. It's, I'm not in. It's I'm, doing I'm nothing. More, I'm for more me. anti Barbara Streisand's nose yes. than Herschel Walker's thighs. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'd be yes. You hit it. You nailed it. <laughs> maybe that's maybe in this modern PC world, that's the wrong way of thinking. I'm into Barbara Streisand's nose above Russian. No, but if advice. you are what you are, like I, I'm not going to fault you for not being into dudes. Uh, on to the next one. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go on to Roppongi. Mm, yeah. And so, do you guys know what Roppongi is? The sort of sleazy district of Tokyo. That's where all the Americans go. To fucking to fuck to, to suck fuck, to fuck, get fuck, fucked up, yeah, fuck, and yeah, you have to remember in the eighties there was no internet, and there there you know like there was no like video there's no access to anything. So as an American wrestler, you're in Japan, and you essentially like you finish your match, and then if you want to kill time, it's either sit in a lonely Japanese hotel that's about that you know that's the size of this desk, mm. or you just go to Rapungi and make your own entertainment for hours on end. And at, that's what these scumbags did. At reasonable prices. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he does talk about playing in a club in Rapungi, mm. drinking all my troubles away, playing every song on the jukebox because that's what the people want me to play. Does he think he's performing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say uh, karaoke. Oh, I'm going to yeah. say coming okay. back to karaoke. Yeah. Is that really what the people want from Terry Funk, though? Uh, dare I say... He was such a star in Japan, I bet he would have sold out a karaoke house <laughs> I can to watch him believe sing. That, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the number of albums that this sold, from the number of hits on YouTube, you know, it's a <laughs> yeah. good amount. So, <laughs> I'm going to play the start of this because he says Roppongi and it's so sad and lonely. Like he's, he's truly emoting on yeah, this. Yeah, he never wants to leave. Never wants to leave. He never wants to leave Roppongi. It makes me sad just thinking of leaving the town. So I've got a massive proposal where it's just... Oh, let me talk about my favorite place in Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so sad. It's like he's just lost his job. He's went to a bar. Like, I mean, most pop stars can't sell that level of sadness. Like, oh, really, yeah. I mean, if it's one thing, 
Terry Funk knows how to play up emotion. Mm. I mean, he's a professional wrestler. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. He knew he knew emotion. He might not have known songwriting, song lyrics. <laughs> so you got to say, I, I don't think he might have known love. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or love, probably not. Controversial opinion. So he, knew, he knew quick Japanese sex. He did not know love. He did not know love. He knew no. enough not to mess with Barbara Streisand's nose with him. There's also a verse at the end of this which has the most phoned-in line in history. So it starts, waking up in some old motel room. Waking up in some old motel room. With only my guitar to hold. With only my guitars to hold. If you could just see what it's doing to me. If you could just see what it's doing to and me. And I think I'm coming down with a cold. And I think I'm coming <laughs> down with a... And then he stops and goes, a cold. He's singing like he's got that cold, so he's really method. I like Such the idea of just line. like... The night before, he battled in a 30-minute, like, crazy death match, bleeding all over the place. He is, like, 25 stitches in his head. Uh, you know, he, he probably popped both of his knees, and he's like, I got a cold, and it's the worst possible thing that's happened to me today. Where's the limb sip at? Got a big towel over his head. Yeah. <laughs> right, having the, 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 the vapors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Rapungi. It's a great play. There's a tag team now known as Rapungi Vice. Uh, two American wrestlers mm. that wrestle in Japan. Uh, that's right a now. good name, actually. And, uh, it's a great name. Yeah. And they have great t shirts. And uh, they represent this new era of Rapungi mm. superstars. And uh, Rocky Romero, who also has just put out an album, uh, professional wrestler, a rap Rocky album. R- Maybe one day he'll be on the show. Rap is so common in wrestling music, music albums. Like Macho Man Randy Savage, Ron Kellings. Well, I feel it's. Uh, I feel you can get away with rapping mm. as opposed to like being able to have a really good voice. And mm. obviously, Terry Funk did not yeah. have a really good voice, uh, and he chose not to rap because it really wasn't that cool back then in the early '80s. So this is when he's just yeah. Yeah. talk singing. singing. Yeah, yeah. talk singing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that works well with rap because I mean. Rap is essentially just like a sort of sh- like shout out to like listen up, McMahon. Like that is just rap, like threatening people. So mm. it, it does kind of fit quite well, I think. Mm. Yeah, um, it's like gangster rap. Yeah, uh, but let's move on to says the three whitest people in the room. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's like gangster it's, rap. I believe it's a lot like gangster rap. East Coast, Mister mm. Dre. Mm. Uh, he did get a PhD in. Uh, oh, yeah. did he actually graduate? He is a doctor. Oh, He's a doctor. He's yeah. a doctor now. Oh, okay. okay. Doctor Beats, I mm. presume. Did. On to our final song, kind of. I mean, there's there's one after that, which is just the oh, instrumental yeah. of the first one. But this one, We Hate School, as we were talking about earlier. I mean, this I'd, is so funny. I've got to play from the start yeah. this. And she don't like my clothes Up your nose with a rubber hose Yeah I'd like to shove her where the sun Up your go. nose with a rubber hose But that was like a cool thing then Remember what? that Was that not a cool thing in the 60s though? That was a thing American kids said like in school In the, f- in the, the 80s. 80s In the, in the 80s, 80s. I, Oh maybe in the 50s <laughs> Yeah yeah, it's like 30, I think it's when Terry Funk went to school right. that he used that. So he had to think back to yeah. his school days. Beer nose with a rubber hose. He's a forty-year-old man. He's forty-year-old. 
wrestler. Like, he's like the most grown up kind of person. And he's rebelling against school. But I feel like this song is maybe the key to this whole album. It, it ties it together? It really does, because I feel like this is all kind of made for like a movie where Terry Funk goes back to school. Like, 40 year old Terry Funk goes back to school. I, and like, and he like pretends that he's like. He just moved to town. His he's family's just moved. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's why he's like cruising for girls. Yeah. And dancing's not allowed. Dancing's and he's like, allowed. we're going to let dancing happen no matter what. He's <laughs> like, I'll throw you out of this school, Terry. <laughs> and he gets on the wrestling team and he's a ringer. Mm. And he has to like, he's the biggest one. With a, with a beard and mustache. <laughs> yeah. And scars all over his head from bleeding and previous pro, pro wrestling matches it's a big montage but it's of him trying to pass maths <laughs> well uh he's not the only one by the way i also hate school I so i can all. relate i feel like that's just a universal truth everybody hates school and that's what they were looking to do you know a mm. uh, big sale like uh, you know sell these get rid of these flying off the shelves what does everybody hate um, you know, you can't be like, well, everyone hates Antonio Inoki or some other obscure Japanese wrestler. Fuck Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we all universally hate school. Yeah. Is that something that translates into Japan, though? Because, I mean, like, do Japanese kids hate school, too? We hate ramen. <laughs> we hate ramen. That they do. I don't like ramen. Mm. Yeah, this is kind of just, again, like... Um, Barbara Streisand's nose was kind of just Michael Jackson beat it. This is essentially just Alice Cooper schools out for summer. Yeah. Is it? Or it like, sounds very similar to it. Or like Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, The uh, Wall, the wall maybe. Yeah. Not the beat in the background, just the idea of it. Just you the, mean? I guess just yeah, the beat, idea I more school. than anything. Yeah. Schools out for summer. Schools out forever for Terry. It has, it has been for 30 years at that point. <laughs> like, it's interesting that he's holding on to this anger. It's because he's there so much. <laughs> he's cruising by there so much. So Maybe in his head, like, Japan know. is school. Yeah. Well, how about that, yeah, right? Has to go well, there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wants to go back to Amarillo, mm. Texas, but he's just stuck there. They're making him go there. Wrestling school? They love uniforms there, so that might just be him dressing up in school uniforms. I feel like there's so many stereotypical things in this episode. They love uniforms there. <laughs> they. I just said. This is a good running joke for me where I'm just a racist person. Yeah. You say racist, you've been doing it forever. <laughs> yeah, it's a running joke. Yeah. I'm racist. Uh, but yeah, that's basically the album. That's the album. Yeah. Well, there is an eighth track, which is just <laughs> the first just track. Just the first track without vocals. That's, that's a bold move. Did you mm. know this? You're looking very uh, confused. Yeah, I, I noticed on the on the lineup there was. It seems like there was more tracks. Yeah, because this is a short album. Like it just scrapes in at 32 minutes, I think. But yeah. that's only because they play the first track again. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's over 30. I feel like the, yeah, maybe there was some legal requirement to go what, yeah. over half an hour for an album. Oh, it's 20 minutes. Yeah. just how long is that first track? Three <laughs> or four. Let's play that. Again. And then they're like, oh wait, why didn't we just do that from start? Why isn't yeah. every track just the same? You want to do a two CD album? Just copy that first CD. <laughs> there you go. Double Just album. Just the instrumental though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. He's a legend. Mm. It's just the idea that uh, he could just get away with this, but yeah. I think it was that was a time too. You know, I would say that was a time where that just happens. But you know, ten years ago, John Cena put out a rap album too. Mm. It's just like 
Maybe it isn't a, a time. It's just that at every stage of every wrestling career ever, they people just have think to do an album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or they think they can cross over. I think that's a, the problem with professional wrestlers is uh, we get such shit that uh, you know we we try to cross over like in everything. As you see mm. me, professional wrestler Cole Cabana here at the largest <laughs> arts and comedy festival in the world. <laughs> so uh, I have you know I have the same wrestling crushed. as an art. Yeah. Why, why do you think there is a crossover though? Is it because they're trying to stretch themselves, or do you think it's like a money making exercise for them? Well, why do you think it's a crossover, or why do you think they're trying to cross over? I'm Which a, one? I'm a, yeah. Like, why do you think they want to be like, yeah, we want to wrestle, but then we also want to do this other thing? Because like I think they music. they want respect for their craft because everybody shits on professional wrestling so much, mm. um, for the most part in the mainstream. So if they can kind of like break out guy obviously like the rock is the biggest example and you yeah, know, yeah. john cena's coming out now and he's doing these comedies uh like in you know amy schumer's movie and she's in yeah, like a yeah. bunch of uh true, yeah. tina fey and mm. um you know amy poehler's mov movies and that kind of stuff mm. so that's why i think wrestlers are constantly trying to be like look yeah. we're we're real performers yeah get I, think, music. I think that's the thing of any performer because like like comedians i feel like always try and become like writers and like actors try and become comedians a musician is trying to... I don't know what musicians do. They do something else. They don't, Anybody who does one thing eventually wants to try another. They don't get as much shit as like wrestlers, though, because it's like people will be like, oh, wrestling's fake, but maybe they're doing that because no one says like rapping's fake. Yeah. So maybe that's Yeah, they want to do a profession to, yeah. to which that they don't think is fake. Uh -huh. yeah. That's their... When in so fact, you, you rapping is the fakest thing. Yeah. You never see a wrestler become a magician. <laughs> <laughs> never. But with that, we're on to the end section. Okay. So what we usually do with each album is we rate it like, love, dislike, or hate. And after answering that, we say whether we think the artist achieved what they wanted with the album or not. So I'll look to you first. Do you like, love, dislike, or hate it? I love this. Absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, so on my podcast every single week, you know, I've, I've been doing my podcast for six years now, mm. going over six years, and I play a song of the week, and like a song, it's always wrestling based. It has, and that's why, like, I, you know, I, I have such knowledge of these weird wrestling songs and music because I'm just fascinated with the idea yeah. that, like, as wrestlers, there's this other thing that we're jumping into. Yeah. And I've had over 300 episodes, so I've I've found over 300 songs that's either about the world of wrestling or sang by a professional wrestler. And there's so many of them. And so, A, this album alone has given me a lot of quality content to put on, onto my show. And, um, yeah, and, and B, it's just the idea that this is a thing. Mm. Uh, obviously, if you take it at face value, I'd probably hate it. But if you know exactly what you're getting into, yeah. I love it. And did he achieve what he wanted to achieve? 100%. Mm. All he wanted was the money that he was getting for this, and they paid him. So I'm saying he achieved exactly what he was trying to achieve. If he got the money up front, I, I, well, I don't know how well this album sold. Maybe this album did sell very well. Do we I have any to, numbers on that? Could I don't we have find the any? Number don't have numbers. I don't know if that's available. You know what? The sole album information on this album in general, I'd be oh, surprised to find that. Mm. I couldn't even find the lyrics, to be honest. I mm. just had to sort of interpret them. Oh, it's just, well, you could just obviously just listen. You could always listen. To just Terry Funk. It's not like he's singing really fast and you yeah, wouldn't be able to yeah. make them out. It's easier to make he's out like, when he's speaking yeah. the lyrics. Uh, what about yourself, Norm? Did you like, I, love, dislike, or hate this album? This wasn't a hard album to do because it's like a silly album and it's uh, the Was music. it supposed to be silly? No. <laughs> I mean, 
Right, like he did that. They did that very so. serious. It was it was earnest. It was earnest, but it's silly like, to me that it was earnest. Yeah, right. That, I I agree. Yeah, but I mean, they. It's not like this was supposed to be a comedy album, right? But thirty five years later, it's mm. a fucking joke and a half, isn't it? Yeah, but it it wasn't a drag to listen to, and like the music was good. But I I don't think I'd say like because I, I don't have the things that you had to you reference. I can't romance about it. You yeah, can't romance I about can. it. This is like, I do. I, yeah. I was just very confused about all the Japanese references. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> You've so learned I'm, within this last. Yeah, summer. I'm I'm still confused, but I'd I'd say I'd say dislike. Like I won't go as high as a like um, for it, and I think. Well, fuck you then. Well, <laughs> we can all have our own opinions. There's a chair there. Uh, Please hit him with yeah. it. <laughs> um, did he achieve? I'd say he d- I'd say he did achieve because it it, ke- it was kept as a secret in Japan. So <laughs> they achieved for a, for a good amount of years. Uh-huh. Mm. And if he got his money in advance, then absolutely he achieved. If he got his money in advance. Yeah. We're, we're still talking about it, what, like 20 or 31 years later? Mm. So Did the math on that? Yeah. I think that does check out. <laughs> yeah. What about you, John? I love this album. Yeah. This was so much fun to listen to. Like, we've done albums in the past that are so fucking boring to listen to. Like, they're so long and they're so boring. There's yeah, I, be, I essentially gave you a 28-minute album, so... <laughs> Thank you for that. It was, it was pun- like Even for four-minute songs, it's punchy. I'm going in thinking, this is going to be a country western like Johnny Cash or like um, Waylon Jennings' album. It's not at all. It's got like... It's got funk in this album. Yeah. Well, his name is Funk. <laughs> I, it's in his name. I love this album in the same way a lot of people like B-movies, like 60s Ed Wood type films. I Not to be confused with the Jerry Seinfeld vehicle B movie. <laughs> B movie, correct. Very, very different. Although no, <laughs> uh, yeah, and of course he achieved what I wanted. He got paid. No, he kept it quiet, and he's on the record in his book as saying, "Yeah, I did it for money, and I'm happy with that." There you go. He knows it sucks. There you he's go. happy with it. That that was an awesome episode. Cool. All right. Now, do you have anything you would like to plug? Yeah, I listen. I have uh, I have a podcast that I do every single week, The Art of Wrestling. Uh, you can find that and everything on coltcabana dot com. If you guys are podcast listeners, I also have a special on Howl dot FM, um, which is uh, Earwolf and Midrolls thing. Mm. And uh, I have a show called Pro Wrestling Fringe. Not to be confused with the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, but it's um, it's post produced stories about some of the weirdest shit in professional wrestling. Okay. So you know, I uh, I think eventually we're gonna do re- a music and wrestling um, episode, but like to stick on the Japanese one, I did it. You know, they're they're really they're kind of shorter podcasts. They're like fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. And I did an episode on a Japanese wrestling promotion called Dog Legs, where it's wrestlers who are all handicapped in some way. And they wrestle each other, and there's an audience, a paying audience. They have their own league, their own like cult fans, and it's just a, it's wow. one of the weirdest things. What are you telling me right now? I'm telling you, there's a wrestling promotion called Dog Legs, where a man with with spinal bifida can wrestle another man with cerebral palsy, and there's a paying audience of 400 people, <laughs> and they're asking for their autographs afterwards. And they're like, yeah, let's call it Dog Legs. Dog Legs, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been around for 20 years. I am 100% down to listen to that episode there, right now. <laughs> it was based off, 
so each episode I do it with help from a friend with, with someone that ri- helps me write it and a guy named Heath Cousins uh, did a, a documentary on it which is available now called at doglegsmovie.com and it's an amazing documentary mm. about uh, about that movie and so he helped me write the uh, he wrote, helped me write the the podcast episode of course mm. yeah of course. but so it's just stuff like that uh, and then uh, Twitter and Instagram at Cole Cabana and but everything's at colecabana.com just uh Cruise around, peruse around, and see uh, see what you like. That's awesome. That's been our episode. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Thanks. Hmm. Interesting choice is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.